Hi guys, Esther Kesmira here and welcome to another one of my episodes. I hope you're enjoying them. I hope you're finding them useful. I hope you've now raised a sales invoice because you know everything that should go on a sales invoice. I hope you're thinking about your payroll and maybe you've even found a way of doing your payroll quicker. And that is the previous episodes that we've been focusing on payroll. So now that we're focusing on the sales invoice, I just thought I'd delve even deeper because now you know everything that goes on a sales invoice. You're ready. You can send that invoice now to your customer. But what else is involved in a sales invoice? You know, so we looked at um, the journey of an invoice and where it starts. You know, it starts when you'll get that call or you'll get an email and or you'll meet someone and they'll be looking for your services and you'll go. And you'll provide the services. Then after providing the services, it depends on how they pay you. So some people will pay you up front, maybe a call-out charge. Some people will, you know, if it's this is business to business, they will request for you to, <clears throat> to send them an invoice. So that's where the journey of an invoice begins. So you go back to your to your office and you're wondering, so how do I do this? So we discussed everything that goes onto an invoice and the journey of it so you create an invoice template so some of you will have templates in word google doc those are the ones that are being used more often now because handwritten invoices are a thing of the past you know they 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 no longer i have seen them they're still being written but it is easier and more popular now to have invoices that are on a template. So people will use Word, people use Google Doc. Some people will use a spreadsheet with simple formulas and those formulas will calculate the totals and the taxes automatically. So they'll they'll sort of put a, a formula in on the total and say, add the two lines above, the two boxes above, sorry, the two cells above. And then it will come up with the total. That is especially if you have VAT. You know, so you will have all kinds of things on the invoice, and then you have your formulas built in in there as well. So some people will use the template that comes with their invoicing software, and that's the one that I've been talking to you about because it's pre-built. You know, they've asked you what your VAT number is, and you've put it in there. They've asked you what kind of products you're selling and they'll put them in there. So all you're doing is just selecting the product that you that has been bought for the invoice and boom, everything is calculated for you. So there are different ways of doing it. And you one tip I can give is if you're if you're creating your invoices in a Word document or spreadsheet, the best thing to do is to save it as a PDF before sending it because that way it looks really nice and neat and this simple step can give you some protection against fraudsters because pdf has this built-in thing where you can't really edit anything so it's the best way to send off an invoice and it looks pretty damn good so it would be something that i would recommend when you if you're using Word, especially Word and Excel. <clears throat> so, you agree the job, you receive the order, 
you do the work and or you give the you send the goods off and if they've not paid there's an arrangement between you and you start to make the invoice you send the invoice to the customer so this is the customer journey we're going through you send the invoice to the customer and then you wait so you see what happens has the customer paid on your due date that you specified in bold or have they not paid so if they have paid that's amazing you match the payment to the invoice and you record the invoice as paid and if if you want to you can even send them a receipt of payment just so they also know that you've received the payment and you're no longer going to ask them for the money and that is that but if they don't pay then there is a problem if the customer is late paying for example you will have to chase the payment and if the invoice remains unpaid despite you chasing the maybe the company has gone bust you know you've been chasing them for two months and then by the time you ring them the company is gone you know so you'd have to record it as a bad debt in your books so all this streamlines into your financial year end so when you come to your financial year end you have to report all the money you've you've been paid all the money you've invoiced even if you have not been received it you will tell the government everything and record this income and report it to the government and pay your taxes so that's the journey of an invoice it starts from taking an order d- producing the services or goods and then sending off the invoice and then getting paid so now what there are different types of invoices so what types of invoices do we have so i say to you we have a sales invoice <clears throat> and a tax invoice and we were clear enough as in saying a tax invoice is an invoice you send out if you're VAT registered so VAT registered businesses you'll see the invoice and it will be called a tax invoice but sometimes you can be working on a project and say for example you know um you get a call you're a builder you get a call and you're told come do my kitchen and you go and do the kitchen but you've not completed it yet so you want <clears throat> to present them with the work done so far so you can get paid for that month so you present them with what they call an interim invoice so an interim invoice is sort of like a progress payment so it's a big piece of work and you send them an invoice just for the work completed say you've done the plastering you know you've 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 put the marble on the floors i love marble you've put the marble on the floors and you know you you're telling them this is what i've done so far so i'm going to charge you for the materials and the labor and you send them the invoice so it's not a complete invoice for all the work done it's just an invoice for part of the work done so we call that an interim invoice and you can send as many interim invoices as you like it could be weekly you know where you're charging them weekly just to break down the payments and make sure that all your payments are going to be made 
So you could see quite a number of interim invoices coming through depending on your agreement with your customer. So then after all those interim invoices have been sent out and hopefully paid, then you'll send out your final invoice. Now this is when you've completed the work. Say installing the kitchen has taken you three months. This is when you finish the work, all completed, last and final invoice. Make sure you say that at the top of the invoice and say, this is my final invoice. Thank you very much for your business. And this is how much you need to pay me. And hopefully it gets paid. That's in the ideal world, actually. So that, my friends, is how an invoice is that's the process of it which other invoices do we have we have recurring invoices so with recurring invoices these are invoices that are they're sent every month so say you have a subscription with adobe or you have a subscription or even your phone bill you know so those are recurring invoices so with recurring invoices if you're using software like I set up recurring invoices for my clients so they don't have to raise anything every month. It just goes out automatically. So that's where software really comes in handy because all you're doing is receiving the payments. How amazing is that? So you can set up recurring invoices. If you don't have the software, you can have your template and then every month at a certain date, say the fifth of the month or the first of the month, you sit down do your invoices send them out so that's what we call a recurring invoice and you know they they are quite convenient because they remind the customer especially customers that don't pay by direct debit these invoices come in handy because it reminds them to make the payment then which other invoice do we have we have a performer invoice so with a performer invoice they're used to show the price of goods. So this is normally when you're importing, if you're importing stuff and you want to calculate the customs. So, you know, you have somebody and, you know, they, you, you, you're sending them goods and they're going to send you payment, but they are based abroad. You don't know how much customs is going to charge you. So you're able to send an invoice and it's not a record of the sale it's just <clears throat> just how much the goods are how much they cost and then you're able to work out the the customs of it and then it's done so that's that's a performer invoice so many people confuse a performer invoice with an actual invoice and actually record it but a performer invoice is not a sales invoice. You will need to get a proper sales invoice in order to record the sale. So that is important. So another one that is used to calculate customs on imported goods. And in this case, it's a proper transaction now is a commercial invoice that one is acceptable but a performer invoice you have to be very careful because it's just a piece of paper with somebody estimating what's going to happen 
in order for you to make your tax calculations at customs. So you're then going to inquire at customs how much you're going to be charged and then the actual sale can go through. So that's the difference. With a commercial invoice, they are also used to calculate customs on important goods, but with commercial invoices, the transaction has taken place and the sale is official. So that's the difference. And then you have a credit note or a credit memo. So a credit note is so important because say you send an invoice out to a customer and the customer says, actually, I don't need these goods anymore. So the customer sends the goods back to look professional and to do things properly you would have to send them <clears throat> a credit note and that credit note is actually cancelling the sale it's telling the customer that this invoice no longer exists we have cancelled it with a credit note and we are not going to take any payment from you and we are not going to chase you for payment in the future. So a credit note is very, very important. So when somebody has been overcharged or when goods have been returned to you, it is very, very important to issue a credit note. This is something I've seen so many business owners not doing. All they do is cancel the invoice. They say, oh, okay, it didn't happen, so I'll cancel the invoice. It does not work like that. You need a credit note, and then you allocate that credit note against that invoice so that everything comes down to zero and then you're able to follow that through later when you're reporting your income to the government so in case you're audited say you're audited and they come visit your your office and they say what happened to the cell you know you're able to explain to them and say yes this cell was returned on the credit memo because guess what on the credit memo you're giving a reason why you're canceling the cell so that's important you're able it, it will jog your memory and you'll say oh yes i remember this the customer did not like the goods so they returned them so we canceled the cell so this is a very very crucial important part of your sales invoicing especially if you're doing your accounting yourself it's so so important then even it can just be for you say you're doing your VAT return and then you come across this invoice and you're thinking oh okay so should I record it I can't remember what happened you know but if you've clearly cancelled it in your books it's very straightforward so that my friends is the journey of an invoice and the types of invoices out there so I got a few questions from people who are asking me and saying so how do I create an invoice number you said you can create an invoice number 001 so how do I do that so different people create invoice numbers differently so say because basically what's an invoice number an invoice number is a unique number so each invoice has a different number on it and this helps you identify what the invoice is you know so you can start numbering your invoices 001 002 003 you know 
that one is very, very popular. But I've seen some people who use unique customer codes. So say you have a customer who is called mm, Delhi Restaurants. You're able to say, okay, so with Delhi Restaurants, I'll code their invoices DEL001, DEL002. So you can do it that way. So then if you see a payment coming in with DEL, you know it's from Delhi Restaurants. So some people do it that way. Then some people will start with, they'll use the date. You know, I've seen those ones as well. So maybe they'll say, you know, 2017. So they'll say, okay, so I'll do my invoice 2017 dash the month 01 dash 001. So then if the payment comes through or if they see the invoice, they say, ah, I know that payment relates to that year. It relates to that month. January 2017, you know, and it was invoice 001, you know, for that month. So I can find it in, in my filing, you know. So there are different ways you can do your invoice. Um, and then some people will combine everything. They'll say, okay, so I have the customer code and the date. So then I'll know for sure that this is DEL dash. 2017-01-001. I know it's long, but some people will do it that way. They'll be thinking, I'll know it's Delhi restaurants and it is in 2017 and it is January and it is invoice 001 so I can find it easily. So that is why invoice numbers are important because you're able to find it quicker and you're able to identify with the cell, especially when you have different customers coming through your door, it can get quite complicated. You can get a bit frazzled. But if you have a proper system in place, then it's much, much easier. So we spoke about invoice details. So with invoice details, you always provide a description of the goods or services supplied to the customer so that they know what they're paying for. So this, this improves your relationship with the customer because you're being clear on what's happening and you're putting in the description of your invoice everything that you did in detail. Some people I've seen will say, please see attached, and then they'll have this whole sheet explaining everything, you know, explaining in detail, these are the parts I bought, this is how much I bought them, or even you can attach, you know, um, invoices, you know, that you're going to recharge and you say traveling to you cost me this much, you know, so this is uh, the fuel I, I spent, you know, this is my travel, this is my lunch, this is my... So you can attach everything and then just say, please see attached everything in regards to this charge. So that is so, so important. The, the clearer you are, the easier the sell. But if you just assume they know, trust me, they don't because they're running a business. They have so many things. They see you coming and going, you know, and they know you're working on something, but they don't necessarily know exactly what's going on. You know, they just want something fixed and that's it. So when you write everything, it makes your life so much easier. So, that, my friends, is what I can cover at the moment 
regarding invoices because as I said I don't like going over 20 minutes because then I feel like I might give you so many things to think about I like to give you bite-sized things to think about on your business to 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 think about how you can improve that part of communicating with your customer because it's a very important part because you're asking them for money that's money they could have used doing something else but they're now putting that money in your business so that is something important so you have to make sure that one you're producing the goods or services on time and then two you're being as descriptive as possible and showing them that yes I know you're going to give me money so this is what the money is for because whenever a customer is questioning an invoice it's because they are finding it extremely difficult to see the value in what you have given them so as you describe you are showing them how much value is attached to that price and that is so so important so always remember that because i know you're giving a fantastic service that i know you're maximizing you you're delivering you you're giving them the best goods the best services out there but the thing is how are you communicating that to them you know how are you telling them that this is what i gave you so this is how much you owe me you know it has to be very descriptive you know so that somebody who did not see you doing the work is easily able to basically connect the price to what you've what you've charged the price sorry yeah the price to what you say the service was about you know so that is something that i find people don't do really well so i thought i would dwell on it today and show you how important it is. So it's not that the customer does not want to pay you, but it's just that they want to know what what they were charged for. Sometimes it's just that they want it to go and up, get approved. And the person approving it will say, "Was this all it was? How come they charged us 600 pounds for plumbing? That does not make sense, you know?" So sometimes it could be that. So it's always always important to provide as much information as possible in these things. So, guys, I got to go, but I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you found it useful. Send me an email, let me know and tell me what else you want me to talk about. But for now, I got to sign off. So, bye-bye.